Hi, you guys. Holy shit. I can't believe we're at episode 10. This is crazy. Um, just to give you a brief overview of what we're going to chat about today. Um, it's story time. So I'm going to tell you some stories about my life. I'm going to read you some stories. Um, well, A Story, Sex and Rage by Eve Babbitts, which I've been reading this week and I can't get enough of it. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna chat a little bit about some, some culture, some Coachella, um, uh, some surfing, you know the shit. All right, uh, let's get into it. So I told you I was gonna tell you a story about my life first. Okay. So this is, this is a good one. This is maybe one of the best ones. Um, so when I was in Costa Rica, I was on Hinge and I matched with this guy who seemed honestly like kind of perfect for me. Like he's like, oh, I'm a history nerd and I love writing. And he's like friends with a ton of surfers, a couple years older than me. You guys know, like that's my thing. Like he's a brunette. He's sexy. He's intellectual. We're into it. I'm like, okay, like this can be good. So we, 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 we'd been talking like the whole first week back at UCLA and like, um, whatever. So we're like engaged in this conversation, actually funnily enough. So like I'd given him my number over hinge when I was in Costa Rica. And then like, he thought that he had texted me, but the text didn't go through because it was international. So then he like literally went back in the hinge chat and like reminded me that he texted me and then had to then go and double text me, whatever. So we'd been putting in effort, extra effort. And I thought this was a good sign, right? Like, okay, no red flags. So we're like talking about writing and Patty Smith and like all the shit. And like, I'm like loving the convo. And then he asked me to go out with him. I think like the first Friday back in LA and I'm like, okay, great. Like he suggests the drink spot in I think Eagle Rock and I was like that's kind of far like you know why don't we go to Brentwood whatever there's this wine bar like let's check it out and he's like yeah like okay like see you at seven and then like I went to a concert that night and I went surfing the next morning and he like sent me like the cutest like little photo of like a bunch of Eve Babbitt's books because I was saying how you know, my professor and other people in my life are like, Maya, you have to read Eve Babbitt's, like, you got to do this. Um, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I told him that I was planning on getting all of her books and reading them and like making sure that I like take, take good notes, I guess, on like how she writes and how it's effective. So he sent me like a cute little photo of the books in a display and Los Feliz, Los, Los Feliz. Oh my God, I don't know how to say that. And I'm like really excited for this date. I'm like, oh my God, like this, this could be good. Um, and you know, of course, because I'm not an idiot, like before I go out with him, I had like been doing some little like stocky stocking on his account and like whatever. I'm like, okay, well, he's like a pretty low profile dude. That's how I like them. And you know, like no red flags, whatever. And like tagged photos, like nothing really. I had clicked on this girl's account though because I think he was tagged in one of her photos and I just like kind of wrote it off. I was like, okay, like maybe they're friends. So I'm like noticed, I noticed, I'd like posted on my story because I went surfing. I noticed that this girl viewed the story and I was like, hmm, okay, like is she like an ex? Because this had actually happened to me before when I was seeing that music guy is that his ex-girlfriend was like viewing my shit. So I'm like, okay, like this has happened before. Like this could be a red flag. Like 
like maybe he just got out of a relationship but like we don't know how recent that is like she could also just like still have feelings for him like trying not to judge like nothing nothing has been written off literally I think maybe 30 minutes later like after she views my story I get this dm from her and she um here I'm actually gonna read it to you hold on she goes I don't know if he told you, but we live together and we've been together for over six years. This is really embarrassing for me. He's been intimate with me and I saw him texting you right now. Like, good luck. And I literally, have, I'm like, what the shit? Like, what is going on? I'm like, can you talk about this further? Like, are you guys in an open relationship? Like, what do you mean you live together? Like, what's going on? He's like, what? she's like, well, not at all. Not anymore. Now that he's talking to you, we're not in a relationship. So go for it. Like, this is a misunderstanding telling me that they literally live together and that he is going out with me on a date behind her back. And she asked to call me and I like, I'm like, okay, yeah. So we get on the phone together and basically she says, you know, well, I woke up next to him this morning and like, he he was being intimate with me and he kissed me and he told me that he loved me and then we were eating breakfast and I saw him talking to you and I said who is that and he was like oh like why do you care why do you care so then because my name is like super unique and I followed him on Instagram she looked me up found my account and reached out to me and I was like oh my gosh like I'm so sorry like I'm not gonna be going out with him like I I apologize and like how skeevy is that and then so like what the actual shit and I, I believed her because genuinely like she wouldn't have made a big deal out of it and like been so embarrassed and like crying on the phone if it wasn't true so I was like oh my god like okay yeah um so sorry and then I didn't go out with him but I screenshotted her message her dms to me and I sent it to him sent it to him and I was like can you please explain this and he didn't even try to deny it at all he was just like oh yeah like do what you think is right. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, actually, like, you, it's just absurd what happens. Like, I'm, I mean, I, it was like interesting to get on the phone with her though. Like, I genuinely felt really bad. And she'd, I think he was also just like cheating. Like, he had like tried to cheat before. And like, a friend of hers had seen his hinge profile and like screenshotted it and sent it to her. So, definitely a first for me. Um, I literally broke up. A couple that had been together for six years um yeah you know thanks Maya with a J like there you go people can just look me up which is definitely something I have to look out for but like what a fucking story like that was literally nuts um I have another really good one for you but before we get into it I want to play some music let's see what we got oh my god yeah duh I've been listening to so much of the strokes lately um this is why are Sundays so depressing let's hear it
You just heard Why Are Sunday So Depressing by The Strokes. We are back. Um, DJ Ditch Bitch, episode 10 of Crushing. Um, so I got another story for you. Okay, so this is the idiot number 17 saga, a.k.a. Um, the dude at the end of my essay. I went on five first dates in January, which you should check out on the Substack. These essays are rad. Um, please subscribe. But anyways, so this guy, okay, I'm pretty sure he like read the essay that I wrote slash he'd been like hitting me up for like months after the last time I saw him. Like I kind of decided, okay, like I'm not going to be the one talking to him. Like we'll just see. And he's just like trying to get me to come over, like ask me to surf, ask me to hang out. And I'm like, oh, maybe like, I don't know if I'm free, like whatever. I think one time I was like, what are you doing tonight? Because like, you know, you know how it is. But anyways, so he is like, I, on the same day that I posted that essay, he's like, oh, like, do you want to go surfing? And I'm like, okay, well, like, if you want to make a plan, like, you can call me. So he calls me up and he's like, oh, like, can we go surfing tomorrow afternoon? Like, I'm like, uh, like, okay, like, why? Like, I thought you didn't like my personality. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I do like your personality. And I was like, okay like what he was like I want to be your friend and I was like 
okay, like, where is this coming from? He's like, you still have my wetsuit and stuff, like, right? Like, I assume you've been taking good care of it. And I was like, yeah, like, what? Mind you, I'm pretty sure this guy is, like, high all the time. So I'm like, okay, like, yeah, like, maybe we can go Friday. Like, I have to think about it. And he's like, oh, like, just so you know, I started seeing someone. And I was like, oh, like, okay. And he was like, aren't you happy for me? And I'm like, um... Uh, uh, like, I don't, like, really care. Like, honestly, I don't really care. But, like, he had, like, really hurt my feelings because he just was, like, saying, like, I'm not into you. Like, had said that to me in person. Then, like, called me up, told me that he wasn't into me, that he had been seeing somebody else. And, like, it was just, like, really rude. Like, he literally just called me up to hurt my feelings. And I was kind of just, like, okay, dude. And he was, like, but, like, let's be friends. And I was, like, no, This is actually, like, a huge moment for me because, like, in the past I would have been, like, yeah. And I was, like, no, we can't be friends. We weren't friends before. Like, we're just not friends. Like, you just make me feel rejected. Like, what the shit? Like, this guy's literally off his rocker. Um, and then I, and then the funny thing is he's, like, yeah, like, I started seeing someone, um, after the last time I hit you up. And, like, mind you, he had asked me to hang out four days before, So, like, he's probably, like, lying slash, like, who the fuck is he seeing? Like, okay, like, you went and you fucked somebody else, but, like, who, who are, you're now in a relationship after you've been texting me for months? Like, this literally makes no sense. So, like, fuck that, you know? Like, you're really gonna call someone up and make them feel bad? Like, and then he was like, you're making this conversation weird. And I'm like, how am I making it weird? I'm literally just, like, taking emotional space. And it was super awkward, and I felt like shit after and just, like, confirmed that I should never see him again. Um, but like, what a whack situation, like genuinely whack. And I, I do wish him the best. Like I, I genuinely do like, but like, I just like, I don't get it. Like, are you lying? Like, why, why do you want my attention if you don't like me? Like, just like so fucked up. Like, so, so that's, so we're done with that. Um, and that was story number two. Oh my God. And story number three is like insane. So this is the good one. Um, I went on literally the best date ever a week ago. So, um, I guess like, he's like now a friend of mine who lives three hours up North was driving down to see a show. And so he asked me like, if I wanted to hang out and get dinner. So he picked me up and like, we drove into West Hollywood um, to this, to Pizana, the pizza place there. There's also one in Brentwood and it was like delicious. And we had like this early dinner and shared pizza and a Caesar salad and great convo. And there was free water. <laughs> LOL. That's just like a whole thing because the free water thing I mean is because, so me and my friends went to this happy hour and the waiter just like didn't make it clear that he was going to be charging us for water. He was like, do you guys want still water or sparkling water? And then like, didn't really mention tap water. So then we got two bottles of Evian and we were like, fuck. And we ended up having to pay $16 for that, which is like, at that point we should have just Ubered and gotten nice cocktails, but like whatever. So anyways, the water at the pizza place was free and we had like this great little convo and it was really nice. And it was so hot outside. Cause it was like, there was like a heat wave last week and we walked around and then he like he like as soon as I I like put my hand on his shoulder and then he turned me around and kissed me and I was like oh my god like it was so nice and then we drove up to Mulholland to see the sunset and it was like totally gorgeous and the convo was just lovely and yeah he's like a really really awesome guy um 
So anyways, I, I left my sunglasses in his car because like, I'm of course, like I just like this shit happened. Like shit just goes awry. Like I just shit arise in my life. Like, I don't know. Like it's just me. I don't really think, I think it's just that like, I don't really think in the moment and like, I could be really impulsive, which would be why all these things happen. But Anyways, so he like gave me this, he like left a concert that he was at later in the night and like gave me the sunglasses and it was super sweet because these sunglasses are really important to me and I wear them every day and they like make me feel good about myself. My mom got them for me and like all the stuff. So it was really nice of him. He's a good dude, like looking forward to just like having him in my life um, slash yeah, like what well, we'll see. I don't know. He's really sweet. Um, but I would say like in terms of like the dating in the Westwood, uh, it's terrible. Like I honestly, like literally like if I get married, like if I marry a man, like it will, I will honestly be shocked. Like genuinely, like I just don't see shit going right for me because it goes so, so wrong. Like I think I mentioned in the first solo episode, like I'd give my number to the guy at Starbucks. He never texted me. I gave my number to like two different guys like one guy at a party never texted me like all these people I'm like do I just like have a really bad radar for like when people are interested in me like maybe I'm just like not getting this I don't know I'm sick of the dating apps we're trying to do in person it's shit's just rough like it's rough for me right now but like I mean I don't even know what to say like it's kind of devastating like I'm like am I like literally I think I'm well obviously there's like a lot of shit going on in my family life whatever so that on top of like the dating just going so wrong for me like makes me genuinely feel depressed and I don't sound like it in this episode but like literally I'm like I am actually gonna be alone for level forever and I've been feeling so anxious on campus this week and like it just fucking sucks it fucking sucks and you know what else I'm anxious about is like the fact about my like sub stack is being published like I'm like weirdly now like anxious about going home because I'm like what are people going to think of me? But then I have to remind myself like, no, like this is your passion. Like you want to be a writer. You want to do this. So like you, you know, this is just like a part of the process. And like, I don't know. So like we're in a weird place right now. I'd like to think about it as growing pains. I'm like doing all this inner child work with my therapist to like, you know, be, be a better human. So like, we'll see, like we're, we're in the works. Lots is going on, you know, like I'm just rambling, but like you get the picture. Um, those are my stories for you. They're pretty juicy. They're pretty, pretty fun. Um, let's, uh, take another break and listen to some music. I have a sick one for you next. Um, this is anything by Grace Ives. Uh, she's like an up and coming, coming artist and this is a rad song. So let's hear it. Holding hands, silence, sign I can't think of any way to move if I look you in the eye I'm right here, I wanna love you, I wanna fight I would do anything, anything, anything to keep you here at night I would do anything, anything, anything to keep you in my life
anything so fucking good you just heard anything by grace ives you're back with dj ditch bitch you're listening to episode 10 of crushing holy fucking shit you just heard my three stories of the past two weeks um yeah you know who knows maybe i'm gonna fall in love maybe i'm never gonna get married like we, we just don't know. Um, but like anxiety, like it makes it hard, you know, because my anxiety is like, you need to get on top of this. Otherwise, you're going to be alone forever, Maya. 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 And then it's also just like, oh, like you don't really know what it's like to be loved unconditionally. So like I get confused easily and then I just like end up picking the wrong people. But like we're in the works. We're definitely in the works. I definitely think that guy, that good date guy, you know, he seemed kind of right, except, you know, unavailable in a different way, right? Like distance. So there you go. There's my thing showing up in a different way again. Um. So yeah, I'm literally not going to sit here and tell you that like, if you go on 10 hinge dates, you're going to find somebody you like, because genuinely I've been on maybe like a little bit less than 50 dates from like an online dating app in the past two years and like let me tell you like it has not been Mr. Right like so like I literally like I'm just gonna be straight up like people say it's a numbers game but like is it really a numbers game like I don't really think so because let me tell you like I've had a lot of numbers so like I don't know you know like this I think it's a little bit of bullshit to be honest um but, you know, the dating shit's going bad. But I do want to talk about some things that I'm just loving right now, okay? So here we go. Um, Okay, one thing that I'm literally obsessed with is, like, overheard New York and overheard LA. Like, I think this, this is the funniest thing. And I, like, like to, like, copy it and, like, make little memes in my head and text them to my friends. Like, I, when I was in Costa Rica, I was, like, texting my roommate, like, the different, like, little memes I would make about what we were, where we were staying and... Just that's like a little a lot of insight into me is like I'm always like like I'm always like coming up with things in my head like I just have like such like a rich inner world like I'm just such a writer um anyway so I really like doing that and okay so another thing that I'm kind of obsessed with right now is just listening to music before bed like I don't know I guess I was like on a kick of like watching TV before bed or being on TikTok before bed or scrolling dating apps before bed but now I like hit that tired point and I'm like okay like earbuds in like I've been listening to a lot of new music which is really good and it's also something that I don't know like I god this like is gonna sound silly but I feel like I'll like listen to music before bed when I'm like into someone and like think about them you know but like I'm not into anyone right now but that doesn't mean that like I still like shouldn't do like the thing that I love to do which is listening to music before bed so I still do that and now I've discovered a bunch of new songs that I'm really stoked on this week so there's that um I've also just been loving that like Malibu in the morning like my Malibu mornings they're, they're great they're sunny it's been high tide in the morning this week so I haven't had to walk out on the rocks um and yeah that's like super nice also love my baby siblings like my fucking god how lucky am I to have the two best little siblings ever I like saw my brother for brunch and it was so fun and we caught up and then we got a bunch of books and then what did we do oh we went to jet rag after that and it was really fun and well yeah one of the books I got actually this is a good this is a good little a segue into my little like a breaky break in talking about the things that I love 
Um, but I've been reading Sex and Rage by Eve Babbitts. And like, I literally have no shame. Like I did not read Eve Babbitts, one, before her di she died, and two, up until this week, um, which is kind of embarrassing because I'm like a quirky college girl and all my friends read her, but like literally just like never did it. But my professor and a couple of friends of mine were like, yo girl, like you gotta read this. And I'm like, I'm reading it. And it's about this like woman, Jacaranda, who, who's a like little Malibu surfer and she wants to be a writer and like talking about her life with these men. And I'm like, literally she's me. Like I am she, she is me. Um, so I'm gonna read you a really good little excerpt that kind of reminds me of the show. Um, this is on page 26. So this is talking about her and her um, first one. Of, yeah, like the first man sh she's seeing in the in the story. Um, his name is Coleman. So I really like this line. One of the things that made her laugh so much around Coleman was the ridiculous distance between his grim dislike of his wife and Jacaranda too, and his feelings that he was a prisoner of sex and his love of his innocent lust. It was all balance. But then she already knew that from surfing. Like, I just fucking love this one because it's like, LOL, Jacaranda is like literally the other woman in this relationship. And I'm like, so relatable, like getting yourself involved in things. And you're just like, how is this happening to me? But also like, I'm at this point, I'm like kind of aware that I'm, this is a pattern. Um, And then, I don't know, it's like, she kind of like loves that about him too. And you know, that's like what makes her into him. And then I love how like, it's it's all balanced, but she already knew that from surfing. It's like, yeah, like me, like, ex like being like excusing my life and like all that shit. Um, because it's like, oh, like, it's just like surfing. Like I'm just riding the wave. Like I can do whatever I want. And it's like, LOL, like, no, you might get hurt. Um, so yeah, that's a fun one. And then, the next one that I have for you is on page 68. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 68. So this is about her writing. Um, on the other hand, it might've been the writing. The writing was probably it. They all urged her to stop. Jacaranda, however, knew they weren't really serious. She only wrote to do something during the day. And it was just a surfing essay, which no one would even have noticed if it hadn't been published. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just like feel, I just like, feel, like, I just relate to this a lot. Like, that's like literally me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like there, you know, on campus writing in my little journal and like writing about surfing. I actually published a four part series on surfing um, for With It Girl, which you should totally check out. Um, and like. I don't know. It's kind of like, oh, like I'm doing this and like nobody's like really like noticing it, but like who cares? Like it's so blase. And it's kind of it's kind of funny cuz it's like people are like stop, like don't do that. Like you're you're selling out. But it's like no, I'm not selling out. Like I I love this. You know, like I don't know. I just I just love that so much. Um yeah, like, I love that she's a surfer and a writer. Like, I find this book to be so validating because I'm like, oh, like, I'm a surfer and I'm a writer and I'm also messy as fuck. And, like, she's messy as fuck. And it's like, it's okay to be messy. Like, some people are messy, you know? Um, anyways, or, like, maybe it's, like, it's not, like, healthy to be messy. But, like, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to be, sometimes hard to avoid the mess because it's, like, what you know, um... And then, okay, so this line is my absolute favorite um, from the book. 
Okay, so this is about like this guy that she met when she was surfing when she was younger. And boy, do I relate to this one. Okay, I really, like, I seriously relate to this. Um, yeah, and this is what I talk about in that essay, um, Somewhere on Earth, which I published for my professor. But it's that crush. Like, it's just that, like, that crush that lasts forever, right? Um, so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see for me, too, like, who comes back into my life and, like, who just remains, you know, a, like a seasonal figure or like someone who was there for a little bleep. Um, all right, so this is page 72. Destiny takes a hand. Jacaranda had met Shelby Coriel when they were both 14, surfing. She thought he was hers from the moment she saw him rising out of the sea like a Hawaiian coyote with thick, straight black hair and ridiculous bronze eyes. She'd never been especially in love with Shelby. She'd just more or less taken possession of him from the time they met forever after. She forgot about him completely when she first ran off with Coleman and had moved inland. Shelby became what's known as an LA artist, a master of the finish, a mad fiend for perfection. Now he lived down in Venice, just south of Santa Monica, and unlike Chakaranda, he was lean and went surfing every morning, even though he was almost further. 30, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I don't know. Like, this is, okay, well, one, this is kind of insane because it's, like, you, like, meet someone or, like, you're, like, friends with someone and you're just, like, oh, like, I'm going to remember you forever. Like, I'm going to think about you forever and, like, I feel that way about a lot of people because I'm just, like, a crushy-washy person. Um, so I definitely relate to that and, like, also, like, especially, like, TBH, like, all my, like, surfy guy friends, I'm, like, oh, my God, like, you're mine. Like, you may not know this, but, like, I'm just going to, like, keep you like anyways that's like super creepy I I didn't say that I didn't say that um but yeah I just relate like let's let's like normalize that like you know what I mean like whatever like like <laughs> like honestly like I I I'm just starting to have no shame about like my admiration of people and the way that I just love literally everyone and like have crushes on so many people like whatever like that's what makes me special and like I just I like okay like it's not a secret you know um so love this book um I think yeah um those are all the lines I wanted to share with you today um but before I continue talking about the things that I love um and we hop into a little, a little, a little chat about the culture. Um, I'm going to play some more music. Let's see what we got. Um, okay. So next up is One More Weekend by Maude Latour. God, I love this one. Let's eat it. I fell in love with how you emphasize your sentences And I got a crush on the shape of your name on my phone Then I feel harder for your 50s movies references And the world is smaller with you, maybe I'm not so alone Or maybe we're alone together Now you're packing up your bedroom on the west side So I bring you breakfast and we lie on the floor of my apartment Is it alarming? It was October, January, almost July Here's a toast to getting old and now we're young and soon we'll die Nothing lasts forever One more weekend in the city Break up for the summer, leave me on 
guess my memories get better with the distance So I made a list of all the reasons why I felt conflicted You were teaching me to drive your parents' car around your high school parking lot Michigan seems like a dream, but I woke up and I forgot Nothing lasts forever One more weekend in the city Cause I saw you cross the campus and I wished it wasn't over And I know you're late to class but cannot take back every single thing I said If we just had one more weekend could we try it all again And nothing lasts forever One more weekend in the city back with DJ Ditch Bitch. You just heard One More Weekend by Maud Tour. I fell in love with how you emphasize your sentences. God, it's just like so good. It's like he's leaving and like, oh my God, like, you know what like really does it for like flings is like a timeline. Yeah, like that shit, that shit makes it feel like good. Like that shit makes it hit when you feel like it's not going to be there a lot. God, like, humans are so, grass is always greener, and, like, that literally pervades everything, um, yeah, so there's that, um, all right, yeah, so I want to talk about a couple more things that I love, okay, so one is I love tattoos, I love tattoos on guys, I think they're so sexy, and, like, a lot of, like, dope women in my life, like, my mom, she has, like, tattoos on her back, and I've always been like, oh, well, like, I want to get a tattoo. And people are always like, you should get a tattoo. But the thing is, is I literally cannot think of what I want to get. And if I do get something, I think it would have to be so simple, like a tiny, tiny little heart. But then, like, even, like, when I got my nose pierced, I was super anxious about it. And I'm still anxious about it. I'm like, I kind of hate this. Like, how does it look? How does it look? Like, I don't know if I like this. And I feel like if it was a tattoo, I would just be way too anxious. And so I actually don't think I'd be able to follow through with it, which kind of sucks. I think like maybe some motivation would be like, oh, like I get the same tattoo as my siblings or like it's just like so small and insignificant that it doesn't matter. But I think it would actually legitimately bother me that it's like on my body. And like, you know, I've thought about like getting my belly button pierced, getting my nipples pierced. And it's like, again, like those are things one, I can't do because it would be way too painful because of surfing. But two, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I regret this. Now I have a hole. And like, I don't want that there. Um, so it's just like an anxiety thing, but like, I, I love all, I love all these things. Like I love like adorning, like when people like adorn themselves with different stuff, like it's such like a really cool form of self-expression, but I don't know what I would do. And so it's just like, kind of sucks. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get a tattoo. Um, and then, okay. So fuck. Okay. So like, I love summer. And ever so the reason that I like really fixate on summer, I guess, I mean, like all kids do this, but it's like during the school year, like 
ever since I was a kid, you know, like I would just work, work really, really hard constantly, like wouldn't give myself a break because I had work to do and I wasn't able to like have a work-life balance. Like even as a first grader, I would literally have to do my homework before I went to the park. Like it was absurd. Um, so I always look forward to summer because that was the time when I didn't like do work and like I could actually have fun and you know, it's kind of interesting because I'm, I'm literally like at a point in my life where like, this is my last summer before I graduate college. And so it's like my last real summer, summer. And obviously, you know, I'm still waiting to hear back from some internships, but I'm like, I was like literally on the phone with my friend the other day. And I was like, what if like, we just had fun? Like genuinely, like, I'm like, I'm fortunate enough that I don't have to work, um, this summer. So it's like, like I could literally just like do some surf lessons on the side and like be between the city and Montauk and literally just fuck around. Like, don't I owe that to myself? Like, God, I've never fucked around in my entire life. Like, I'm just, I've just like always been forcing myself to do shit that I don't have to do. And it's like, well, you actually don't have to do anything. Like you could just be still and just like enjoy. And like, I mean, I'm just like trying to apply that mentality to dating too, which is like, you can just be still like you don't you don't actually have to do anything like you can literally do nothing so that's kind of my mo right now and to be honest like like applying that to the summer sounds rad um even though I really don't know what I'm gonna do and it makes me nervous because I hate making my return and like I kind of want to drive across the country and I kind of want to backpack in South America for a little bit and like maybe I'll get my internship still haven't heard like shit's whack I don't know what's going on um Okay. Yeah. But we, oh, oh, wait. So we also wanted to talk a little bit about this cult, about like the culture. Right. And I like, he was talking about this back to paper revolution and I'm like, it's all about books and whole milk and brunch and like wholesome things for me right now. And like things that make me feel just like, like comfort, like comfort things, like, and like crackers and cheese and like random shit that just like reminds me of being a kid because I'm trying to like honor my inner child like I am like I feel like other people also feel the same way and here's why it's like after the pandemic right like people don't want to be pushing themselves to like be out of their comfort zone because genuinely like we were out of our comfort zones for like a year plus and we had to we had we literally like were forced into that situation um because of the health crisis but then it's now it's kind of like, oh, well, like I, I'm gonna wear my wired headphones and I'm gonna eat mac and cheese and like, I'm gonna drink milk and eat crackers and like read books because like, this is what's comfortable to me. Like, I don't, I don't want any extra shit. Like I'm gonna come back home. And I think that's like how our society feels in general. Um, and like, I also just feel like, like it's like, almost for me at least is like kind of better that way it's like let's just like get back to that like what do I really like like what are what are my things like what do I what what makes me feel good like take what serves me leave what doesn't like honor that inner child because I feel like ever since I was a kid you know I just talked about this but it's like I've been forcing myself to do shit but now I'm like let's mellow out like let's return to those basics and I feel like that's it's it's not just a me thing it's actually like really a cultural phenomenon which I think is completely interesting so that's just like my two cents on that um so yeah I'm gonna I guess I'm just gonna like add that meme in about the wired headphones because I feel like that's what's super applicable um yeah I love it oh and also you know what reminded me of that too is that there's this billboard in West Hollywood that just like for that new Netflix series that says like bad vegan and it's like lol it's like 
we're just like done with being vegan like it's too uncomfortable like we don't like no like we don't we don't want to do vegan anymore like vegan's scary um so I just thought that was I don't know I just think it's so funny like I just want to like eat ice cream and like I don't know just like 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 live my life and like eat mangoes I literally don't know I don't know what that means but like it's a different it's there are new vibes like we're we're in a dip we're in the post-pandemic era fingers crossed fingers fucking crossed um okay so that's what I had to say about that um let's listen to another song oh my god this is stargazing by the neighborhood talk about like a comfort song right here we go from the top If I start, I just can't stop All the patience that I got It's not enough to save me It's a race against the clock But we don't wanna watch Keep running till we're lost Got me thinking Pull it out of park, put it in drive I can feel your heart beating with mine Underneath the stars
All right, y'all, that was Stargazing by The Neighborhood. Taking out a park, put it in drive. Um, so good. You're back with DJ Ditch Bitch. Um, this is episode 10 of Crushing. We've been we've been chatting about just like comfort food, comfort behavior, inner child, the things that I love. We did a little Eve Babbitt's reading seg. That was super fun. Um, I want to do more of that. I want to like read you guys things I like. Oh yeah. So now I'm gonna plug myself, okay? So on the topic of reading, this is really important, okay? I've started a substack for this radio show, which I am really excited about. Um, so far, I have posted three essays on the substack. The first one is I'm Fearless. It's about just like me, you know, talking about how I'm an impulsive person, but I also just like listen to Taylor Swift relentlessly. And it's like, well, what are you going to do, Maya? Be brave and cry about it for your whole life? And it's like, well, yeah, like that's that's what I do is like I take risks and then I feel sad and like I've always felt lonely since I was a kid and that sounds really sad, but like it's fucking true. Like I've just been a lonely person and I'm like very love deprived. Um, so that's my two cents in that essay. And then... Um, the essay I want to highlight for you guys is the five first dates essay. This one's like really funny. I actually spent a lot of time working on it, um, where I basically just like go through like the first date, which was like this catfishing moment. And then, um, like, yeah, another catfishing, like funny one. And then like an older guy one. And then, um, the last like sex on the couch one, which same guy, idiot number 17, that's what we're calling him on the show because we're not going to say his name. Um, from that essay, who I talked about earlier. So yeah, that's a good little story time essay if you're like interested in my life. I uh, love that one. And then the most recent one I posted is What Are You Doing Tonight? My Dog Died. Um, I'm like very proud of that title, to be honest. Um, but like, so this, okay, so like this is the essay that's actually giving me anxiety because I'm like, this is so intimate. Like, this feels so real to me. Like, I was like literally obsessed with like that character or not the character. He's a real life person, but this is not his real name, Dylan. And it's like, oh my fucking God, like what was I doing? And still like, I'm, anyways. So it feels intimate, but I'm honest, I'm very proud of it. I think it re reads really well. I think it's really interesting. Um, let me know what you guys think. I'm trying to become a better writer. So like genuinely, I want your genuine feedback. Um, yeah, like <laughs> that's what I got to say about that. Um, and so if you subscribe to the Substack when I like post that link on my Instagram, you can, you will get the, and the, an email of each week's essay in your inbox on Monday at 8am. So I think that's like super fun. And I always already have like 30 plus subscribers. So thank you so much for reading. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm super into it. I think I'm also going to like, like translate some of the interviews that I've done for crushing into like essay form. So you guys can read them instead, because it seems like um, the, the essays get more traffic than these episodes do. And I definitely like think those interviews are really valuable. So I am going to be posting that. So you, it'll be available to you, um, which I'm really excited about. And I think I'm, we might do six songs today, um, which would be crazy, but let's just, let's, let's get to this next one. Um, this is let me in 
by Group Love from the Fault in Our Stars movie. Uh, fun fact, I met Ansel Elgort when I was like 12 at Brooklyn Boulder. So that's my little story there. Um, let's hear this one.
Okay, guys, you just heard Let Me In by Group Love. This is going to be a six-song episode. Um, Yeah, uh, next one is Bad Dream Baby by Hippocampus. This is very Dylan Music Man-esque uh, from the essay. Okay, let's hear it. Chocolates and some cheap perfume Happy Valentine's Day to you Hope it's better than mine Cause my dog's about to die, yeah Got her back when I was 15 My parents split up so they gave her to me A consolation prize, a real dream, dream. But she always liked my mama better pretty good um sad i missed it uh yeah um this is dj dishbitch signing off hope you enjoyed episode 10 of crushing be on the lookout for that subscription link i'm gonna drop the substack essay links too at the bottom of this um also some memes for you guys to check out and stay stay posted stay ready for some guests that i have coming on in the next couple weeks we're gonna have um, a UCLA student on to talk about her little small business thing that she started. And 
I'm also looking to connect with some people I know from Montauk and some people I know from high school who are doing some cool shit. And I'm gonna, I'd love to have them on. So we're looking forward to that in the couple, next couple weeks. Hope you enjoyed this extra musical, extra, extra righty episode of Crushing. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, see you next week.